The second branch of faith is faith in the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala send his blessings upon them all. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran al-Kareem again in Surah Baqarah in the, in towards the end of the Surah and the faithful all believe in Allah and his angels, malaikatihi wa kutubihi wa rusuli and his angels and his books and his messengers. Imam Bukhari and Imam Muslim both relate from Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab ta'ala anhu that Rasulullah said when replying to the question of Jibreel as to what is Iman that Iman is to believe in Allah, his angels, his books and his messengers. This notion of belief in the messengers is an essential part of our deen. This means that not only do we believe in Rasulullah as the last and final messenger, but that we believe in all of the Anbiya al-Mursaleen from Sayyidina Adam salam all the way up to him, and that is an unknown number. Some ahadith suggest that it is 120,000. What is the purpose of making this part of our Iman? Number one is that this is part of our Iman bil ghaib that there are only 25 prophets whose names are mentioned in the Qur'an al-Kareem and there are a handful of others whose names are mentioned in the hadith. That is maybe not even 1% of the over 120,000 that have been sent. So we're actually believing in here is not just believing in all of the Anbiya but in the concept of Nabuwa. It's part of our belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah always sends prophets and messengers up to a particular point. So before you begin with the deen of Islam, our belief about the history of humanity is that Allah subhanahu wa is not just in an abstract sense al-hadi or the giver of hidayah, but he manifests that hidayah by sending a sequence of anbiya and mursaleen of prophets and messengers to this earth. The difference between this word nabi and rasul, sometimes and many times these two words are used synonymously. But if one were to differentiate between them, Rasul is that prophet that is sent with a sacred scripture. And Nabi is that prophet who is sent without an additional scripture, but using the scripture of an earlier prophet. Such as the Bani Israel, Sayyidina Musa Islam was a Rasul, that he was sent with the sacred scripture. The Torah, his own brother Harun Islam was a Nabi. Harun Islam did not have any additional scripture. And then there is a series of prophets that come to the Bani Israel. And Surah Baqarah actually talks about how the Jews used to kill their prophets, but those were Nabiyyin, they were not building any extra type of scripture. So that means that we understand that Rasulullah is from a chain, from a chain that going backward up to Adam is an unbroken continuous chain of Anbiya. And that is a general lesson for our deen that everything in our deen comes to us through Sanab. Even the Ta'limat of this very same Rasulullah has reached us from generation to generation, from ilm to ilm, from breast to breast. Everything me and you know about the deen went from the Prophet to the Sahaba, to the Tabin, to the Tabin, from generation and generation onto us. The second thing, however, is looking at it now from our perspective within the Ummah, this chain stops at the Prophet and it's an absolute universally agreed upon, absolutely essential tenet of belief and aqidah that the Prophet Muhammad is the last and final messenger, the last and final prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Anyone who claims any kind of prophethood, any type of prophethood, is a false claimant. And this happened in the time of the Sahaba Musaylam al-Kazab. Kazab means that it's the most false thing. The two most false things a person could claim is one that they claim divinity, they claim uluhiyah, they claim that they're God. 
And the second is that they claim they're a Nabi or a Rasul, that they claim that they are a Prophet and a Messenger. Now, again, if you use your Akal, and I want to show you why the Akal is Nakis, because if you were simply to use your Akal, your Akal would say, well, why? Why should there be an end? This is a great thing that people go astray, Allah sends another Prophet. They go astray, Allah sends another Prophet. They go really astray, Allah sends another Prophet in a book. And this was going on for all of humanity. This should continue because we take a look outside and people are astray. Right? So why is it? The reason is that the Nabuwa of the Prophet our Aqidah in his Nabuwa is that his Nabuwa is Kamil and Mukammal. His Nabuwa is absolute, perfect and complete. That means his legacy remains. There is no need for another Prophet. Because the entire corpus of the prophetic mission, the prophetic teaching still remains to this day. So in other words, this notion of hadith, our very theology demands the existence of hadith. If you say that there's no such thing as hadith, we have no access to the prophetic life, his sirah. We have no access to his ta'limat, his sayings and instructions. We have no access to his states, his ahwal, his kifiyat. We don't know what his tawakkul was. We don't know what his love for Allah was. Then that nabuwa is not kamil and mukammal. That nabuwa is nakis. That we don't have it present today. That means that nabuwa was kamil and mukammal only for the sahaba. So our very deen teaches us that every single thing that the Prophet brought to this earth will remain intact until the end of time. And that's why there's no need for any other type of Prophet and Messenger. There are four things that Allah subhanahu mentions which are known as the functions, the maqasa, the best the reason Allah subhanahu sent the Prophet to this world, earth. Number one, the yatnu alayhim ayati to recite unto them the verses of revelation. The ayat of the Qur'an al-Kareem are kamal and mukammal and they are as present today as they were in the time of the Sahaba Number two, wa yuzakkihim and he came to purify them. So the science of purification has to be as kamal and mukammal today as it was at that time. Number three, wa yu'allimuhum al-kitab wasn't just a parrot to recite the verses of revelation. But number three, wa yu'allimuhum al-kitab means to teach them the book. That talim of the kitab is part of his nabuwa. And for his nabuwa to be kamal and mukammal, that, that talim has to still be available and accessible today. And that is contained in the, in the ahadith. And fourth is, well, hikmata, in other words, wa yu'allimuhum al-hikmata, to teach them hikmah, to teach them wisdoms, to bring them extra Quranic teachings, extra scriptural teachings, teachings that are not just tafsir, teachings that are adding, contributing, refining the deen. And all of those teachings, that hikmah, that wisdom, must still be present today. So our Prophet Sallallahu is an incredible Prophet because his nabuah is incredible, because his nabuah is lasting. Now you and me as individuals, we may not have been able to study all of it or practice all of it, but notwithstanding our own individual shortcomings, the, kam, the deen is kamil, the nabuah is kamil, every single thing that the Prophet taught that was part of his hidayah, part of his nabuah, remains until this day. Nonetheless, however, in several verses in the Quran, Allah makes it clear that the fact that his nabuah was kamil and mukammal does not make us in any way able no longer to believe in the previous prophets. We still have absolute iman in all of the anbiya, all of the previous prophets, right? Because in essence, they were our prophets. They, they are ours. We are the people of Musa salam. We are the people of Sayyidina Isa salam. And this will be manifest to people if it's not clear to them in this world. This will be manifest on the Day of Judgment. Because Isa will go to the Muslims 
and ask the Muslims to testify that he never said that he was the son of God. Because their scripture, because the Quran al-Kareem testifies that he never said that he was the son of God. So we are the ummah of all of the Anbiya and of all of the Mursaleen, but ultimately of Khatim al-Nabiyyi, Rasulullah sallallahu May Allah ta'ala enable all of us to increase our faith in all of the Prophets, to increase our faith and our love for Prophet Muhammad sallallahu to adopt his sunnah. Because we are the warith, we are the inheritors of that sunnah. When you kill the sunnah from your life, it's like killing the Prophet. When in Surah Baqarah, Allah subhanahu wa talks about the Bani so that they killed the Prophets. Me and you, we don't kill the Prophets. But if we kill the prophetic teachings, we kill the function of Prophet, we kill the purpose of Prophethood. So we need to bring ourselves back to the Nabawi Tartib of life, the prophetic way of life, both the inner and outer aspect of it, both its adab and akhlaq, both its ibadah, its tawakkul, every single thing. And this is something that a young man should have a craze for. We should have a craze for the sunnah. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most incredible being. And the most incredible thing that he has designed is the sunnah of the Prophet That is his masterpiece creation. That is that of his creation that has all of his kamalat, all of his perfections. So the more and more we adorn ourselves with the sunnah, the more and more we perfect our humanity, the more and more we become beautiful and pleasing in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah ta'ala accept us for following his sunnah and make us a means of spreading his sunnah on this earth. Wa akhiru da'wana. And alhamdulillah, he'll have been honored.